Welcome to my podcast, Mike Cohen. It's always a pleasure to talk to my constituents about interesting things they're doing. And one of my constituents, Talia Pardo, when she moved into District 2, uh, which I represent, she was a librarian. So how long were you doing that for, Talia? It was about uh, a little over 20 years in total. Uh, first, I started at uh, Jewish private school at Salman Schechter here in Cotentin, Cotin Luke. I was right. there for about 16 years, and then I went to uh, the Jewish Public Library for a little over almost four years. So what prompted you to move in a new direction? So life kind of prompted the move. It just came out of nowhere. There was an abrupt uh, issue in the family, and I, I needed to leave my job. And at the same time, uh, my I broke my foot at the same time, and it kind of started a cascading cycle of health issues that really I wouldn't have been able to continue working that year anyways I had foot surgery twice I had shingles in between the surgeries wow so that entire year was quite was a real wash for me Um, but I feel that it was the universe's way of telling me that it was time to reset myself and and find my fulfillment and my purpose in something else I loved loved being a librarian and doing library work but I was also coming to a point where it wasn't fulfilling me the way I needed to I was working many many hours sometimes six days a week and it was it was really becoming too much for me I wasn't able to enjoy it the way I I used to you know much as I I still love books you know I love the book world and I support libraries and all of that at that time in my life I think the universe knew better than I did that I needed the break (laughs) Well, books is the reason why we're talking, because you dropped off a beautiful book to me to read, that you're one of the authors. You've written a very compelling chapter. Uh, Tell us about the book, what it's called and what it's all about and how you got involved with it. So it's called Jaguar Medicine, Fierce Feminine Frequency Keepers Birthing the New Earth. Uh, it's uh, being published by Kiva Publishing, which is a, she's a publisher that does uh, multi-author books. So that seems to be a new trend. It's something new to me. It's a new trend in publishing uh, where people, groups of people with like-minded ideas contribute a chapter to a book that then gets published as a whole. And so the, the momentum and the, and the promotion is a group effort. So this book has, I think it's 29 or 30 women, um, all of whom are in some kind of coaching or healing uh, services. And they each had the opportunity to write about their own story. Um, the, oh, the publisher, uh, Shannon Vandenberg, she picks the, this is, I think the third one she's done. She picks the theme. Uh, and then we kind of all, we write about how we can connect to that or relate to that. And so this one she chose was Jaguar medicine. What to explain to me, what is the Jaguar medicine and what is the significance of the Jaguar? So the Jaguar in mythology is the creature of the night, the creature of the underworld, the creature who walks between night and day, who walks between the living and the dead because the jaguars are so powerful and can be so ferocious. So they have the power, you know, to take your life. And at the same time, um, jaguar in its feminine is, you know, like the mama protectress, um, the save the safeguarder. So it's it's a representative of. I mean, you can relate to so many different levels or different or, you know aspects of this the spirit of jaguar medicine. And it's. I mean, I, I delved quite deeply into the research about it, but um, you can relate to it in the way I think that speaks to you. So for me, it it spoke to me about. 
um, death and rebirth, you know, the symbolism of our lives, the, the ups and downs our lives take and how we can remake ourselves sometimes out of what we feel is our lives, you know, falling apart and crumbling uh, almost feels like a death sometimes and, and we can remake ourselves and be reborn as newer, you know, versions of ourselves. That's a great uh, explanation. So who is the target audience you would say for this book? Well, definitely women. Uh, it's, you know, women-centered, women-oriented, um, women who are looking to uh, find ways to heal themselves, to connect to spirituality, uh, different kinds of mysticism. Uh, the group of women has been, it's been wonderful for me to meet these women. Uh, there's a whole, there's a group online that we all, uh, we connect now and we've, we've done lots of interviews together. And so it's about women who are looking for ways to deepen their connection to themselves, to discover themselves. Um, that's, that's really, you know, I think it has a wide appeal to women within different situations, either in difficult situations and needing support or a light, you know, to lead them through or women who have been through difficult situations and, and want to find a way to relate, you know, someone to relate to. So I've, I've known you now as a constituent and, and, and a neighbor uh, mm-hmm. for about five years now, but I felt that by That's reading great. your chapter, I really got to know you because, you know, seeing you on the street, talking to you with your kids, you know, you, you look like, you know, a happy mom and everything like that. You don't know what goes on behind closed doors, but you That's were great. in, uh, you, you make it very clear in your, in your, in your chapter that you went through a very bad time. You were in a bad place. Yeah, several times, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. getting through my marriage, my marriage was very difficult. Uh, the divorce was difficult. My ex was not uh, highly cooperative. The children were very young. They were two and four and, uh, and I had to work and they were, you know, feeling the instability and the turmoil. And once I kind of got my feet under myself, I felt that, you know, it started to become difficult again. I, I was a single for many years that I found very hard. The kids were getting older. Their behavior was changing. Um, my coping methods weren't weren't so great, and I was really working very hard because I was trying to live up to what I thought would be this empowered woman. I'm working, you know, working full time, and I'm a figure in the community, and I'm at the school, all the school meetings, and I'm running to take my kids here and there. And I really ended up exhausting myself because it wasn't filling it for me. It wasn't fulfilling me. I was just fulfilling a role that I believed was important. And it's not to demean anything that I did or that any woman who, or any person who does, you know, tries to um, be ambitious and, and have great achievements in their life. But when it doesn't come from the right place and it's not giving back to you, that's when I think, you know, it's not helpful and it's not healthy. So I really ran myself into the ground and, and then still had all of this turmoil of dealing with my kids and my ex and, and trying to support everything. It was, it was hard. It was very hard for me and trying to discover who I really am. And I didn't have that chance. Would you consider it to be therapeutic to write a piece like you did? Did it, does it help you read, you know, writing it out and and also sharing it with people who will read that, who are probably going through a similar situation to you? Because we know you're, it's not unique. There are many people go through this bad divorces, bad times, you know, feeling down, having to deal with, you know, being like a single mom, so on and so forth. Oh, definitely. I mean, it's the, you know, healer, heal thyself, like through healing ourselves, we heal others. And that's been part of my journey and do working, you know, these years so hard on my own inner work and understanding myself 
to heal myself, that's how I came to a place where I felt that I had wisdom to share and I have something to give others in the healing that I've done for me. I would love to be able to help others do the same for themselves. And for people who go through a bad divorce, for many like you, there's a light at the end of the tunnel because you tell everyone that you met your soulmate. So things have turned around in that regard. They do. And, you know, they, they, they have, and I'm very grateful for it. I also understand that the timing sometimes of things is it's almost divine. You know, the universe brings things to you when you're ready. I had to go through yeah. so much by myself first. Um, and, and the thing I would say for anyone going through a hard divorce really is it, it does end, you know, the, the, the difficult, the turmoil, the arguments, the, the the negative interactions it does come to an end i mean my my lawyer used to tell me he's like well listen the kids will grow up eventually you know like they will grow up and it'll be kind of a moot point and like yeah it was hard to hear that at the time because i had like seven years ahead of me but it really does you know it does all pass we all change and grow through those years and uh and you also start to learn what's really important you know yeah absolutely not So now you you have a pretty interesting CV. You're very busy. Uh, Tell us, first off, you say you're a life coach. So what do you do there? So I I speak to people. I, I listen to them. I try to give them insights or tools that they can use to make changes in their life to help them. We try to unpack Uh, feelings that they have or difficulties and dysfunctional patterns. I just did a masterclass in the the group, um, the Facebook group about the book about overcoming dysfunctional patterns for ourselves and changing our behaviors. It starts with really understanding how you really feel about things. And, you know, the motto is, is small steps, big priorities. So you might want to change you know, or be able to shift a certain reaction that you have about something, but you have to start it with small steps, you know, and, and it's a kind of regimented approach to making positive changes in your life. So you're a life coach, but you also now mm-hmm. consider yourself a writing coach. What does a writing coach do? Maybe I could get some tips on my writing. From you. So, you know, that came out of the editing work that I've done. Um, I, I help writers who are working on their stories uh, or want to write a story or have written their story. Just it's a more of a consulting uh, rather than direct editing into the, into the work uh, talking about ideas and help them brainstorm um, and, and help them develop the ideas that they have and giving an outside perspective. It's often, I know I work best that way personally, I'm a responder. So I work best when I have someone to work with uh, one-on-one. And so sometimes when you're writing, you don't realize how another person or the reader is going to understand your story because in your head, everything makes sense when you're writing. Right. So uh, having someone to bounce it off of and to, to spring, to soundboard it off of is, is helpful. So it's a, it's a more of a guidance or consulting work with the writing coaching. Okay. And freelance uh, editing, you, you know, I'm sure a lot of people look for editors for a variety of things. Are you pretty open to any client that'll come to you needing editing assistance? Yeah, I work with uh, a literary agency as, on a contract basis. Uh, with the, they're called the Rights Factory in Toronto, and they are agent literary agents that sell books to publishers. And so, with them, I work on uh, children's books and young adult books and uh, novels, uh, mostly in developmental editing, which is before we do all the periods and the commas, we evaluate the story and make sure that the story itself has. Uh, resonance and logic to it and and there you know the story itself makes sense and it's well developed 
So I work with them on, on novels. I also am a senior editor at White Rose Magazine. On, it's an online magazine. And so I'm the editor, we, we edit articles. So I, I kind of do a little bit of everything. I love, I love the story side of things. So really um, my real passion is, is working with fiction novels and manuscripts. But um, I, I enjoy kind of any kind of editing and I'm open to it because freelance is on a contract basis, right? So it's, it's project, it's project based. So as right. once the book is done, we're, you know, we can be done. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's, uh, it's fun because it gives me something different all the time. I just finished editing a really wonderful short novel that I, I really enjoyed. That's the best part of it when you really enjoy the yeah, book too. Absolutely. Yeah, that's the fun part. You get to read this absolutely great book and have input to it. Yeah. So well, I enjoyed yeah. reading Talia's chapter. That's for Thank sure. Uh, now, so Talia, where can people get this book? So you can find it on Amazon. If you look up Jaguar Medicine, uh, published by Kiva Publishing, K-I-V-A, uh, any Amazon, all the Amazons in any country, you can, you can find it and order it. It's either on Kindle and now the paperback came out this week. So that one's, that's available as well. And I'll have it linked up on my website as well. The, my website is phoenixrisingmentoring.com. So I'll have a link to purchase it up there as well. Perfect. I'll put a link of, for that site also in the description of the podcast. And Super. so I, and I also will tell you with my portfolio uh, for the Coatsy Lou Public Library, I'm going to, uh, after I, I've read your book and maybe shown it to a few uh, people, I'm going to uh, give it to the librarians so that it can be available there. And who knows, maybe it'll be in such demand, they'll buy more copies. So uh, oh, nice. thanks for your time. Good luck. It was Thank great talking so to you on this podcast. Talia Pardo has been my